Welcome to the Good Talent Podcast. It's great to have your company. Today we're talking about the power of the soundbite, how you can use soundbites to increase your profile and strengthen your brand. Joining us now is Caroline Fleming, our co-host today. Hey, Caro, how's things? Good, Tony. Good, good, good. The power of the soundbite, it's so crucial to soundbite in your language, isn't it, to get the attention of the media? Lots of soundbites come to me, and obviously Donald Trump was, you know, the king of it. You know, infamously, but um, how are you using sound bites with our clients to get them in the press? Totally. I mean, client, our clients be very used to me saying, "Look, I'm going to stand your pitch, but ignore the drama." That is the way to get the sort of cut through, and that comes from years of being a journalist and knowing that you know, dramatic, a bit of sensationalised language. It's, journos love it; they lap it up. They know that they can use it in their headlines and they're going to get the clicks and realistically it's the way to get yourself at the top of an article most likely. Yeah, well I'm just scanning through like some tabloid press here, so the Herald Sun, and then let's just get a sense of what a soundbite is. So it's usually emotive language, it's clipped language, and it's quite to the point. So you've got here just from the top obviously the AFL's leading at the Herald Sun, so Hurt Locker, every club's injury list. So Hurt Locker, that's pretty cool, right? I mean, injury list is boring as. It's every week, it's something just fodder to pump out. But I think terming it Hurt Locker is a great example of a soundbite. Absolutely. People can immediately identify what you're sort of talking about, but it makes you want to click on it. Hurt Locker is something, you know, the average person might say, you know, if they're, I mean, often it's associated with hangovers, but, <laughs> you know, in other sort of yeah. cases, I mean, it's well-known language, so people will click on that. Yeah, well, I guess I spent some time in commercial television and Network 10, and I recall the effort that went into creating the sound bites and the angles, and it was so dramatic. I remember being at Parley House one night, and we were watching the bulletin go out, and the words seemed to be catastrophic. <laughs> so it was a syndicated bulletin, so we're taking the news from all over the country, so the people are not sitting in the same room looking at the same copy. Catastrophic seemed to come out in every second story, and we're just all laughing watching it. But it was an extreme example of trying to soundbite. Oh, I mean, we can even think of COVID. Didn't the word unprecedented become the soundbite of 2020? I mean, every station would have been using it in some way because it's a dramatic word that makes everyone, you know, it, it catastrophizes yeah. <laughs> life, essentially. But no, funny you say that when I was a print journalist, I would be phone interviewing someone and they would say something that was super soundbite, it was dramatic. And I'd get off that phone call, turn to my editor and say, I've got your front page. I have a brilliant, you know, two-word soundbite that's going to get people to pick up and buy the paper. Yeah, bang. And now there is a clickbait element to this, isn't there? Remember journalistically, way before the net, way before social, like the hottest writers, the most insightful minds, they've been soundbiting for a long time. Now comes the internet and social. It's all on steroids, like with a tsunami of content. The journos are still getting it right. They're thriving in this environment. Absolutely, and I mean, we can tie that as well to the rise of social media. You know, a lot of people are consuming their news on social media. So the more soundbitey and clicky it is, the better. So, I mean, it is a massive, massive pull for editors to, you know, be able to look at their readership and know that if people are clicking on it because it looks quite enticing, then let's do more of it. So how do you do it, guys? So you've got a story, you've got ambitions of being in the media, increasing your profile and strengthening your brand. How do you create these sound bites? Well, this is how Cara and I do it in the team here at Good Talent. You've got to get the pen and paper out and you have to brainstorm because you won't often get this right the first time. It is a creative process. 
I know I like to say it out loud. I get the pen and paper out and I'm writing it down. I'm saying it out loud and it's not quite right. It's I don't like that and that's even worse, but this is getting close now. And slowly but surely, by the time I get to the bottom of the page, I've got it. I've got the sound bite that's going to work. And I think the key there is to not be afraid. You're not going to probably push many people out the wrong way, but I think it's a... You've got to be willing to come out with that strong language if you're really passionate about an issue. And we've got a client who works in the animal rescue space and I've been encouraging them to say things like animals are needlessly killed, you know, anything that's emotion provoking or all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it's critical. I remember the AFL. Uh, here in Melbourne has changed the rules of that game like thousands of times. It's quite sad actually watching it. But I remember sitting in the ABC newsroom and there's another rule change and they changed the, the interchange because it was confusing and players were stepping over the line when they shouldn't. They actually had some umpires at the interchange with flags. So visualise this everyone. You've got another two umpires standing beside the boxes waving flags every time players have come and gone. It was just a farce but so picture rich for TV. And I remember writing the story for that night and um, I came up with the sideline had become a sideshow. In a few words, we got it right, a sideshow in that we weren't watching the footy, watching these stupid flag wavers. And I remember the, the um, line producer that night looking at me very jealously when I came up with that line. <laughs> like the competitiveness, there was no support being excited for that one to go out. He was like, damn, I wish I had got that. Journalists are doing it non-stop. So when you're pitching and creating stories, Caro, you have to do it when you present them. Totally. I mean, dramatic words like urgent need, critical issue, these are sort of things that I would be writing in pitches daily. Because I know that from running a news desk, it's that really strong emotive language that pops up that will kind of cut through, you know, amongst all the jargon that comes through news desks. If you're really, if it's traumatic and sensational language, we're going to click on it and read it and see if we want to do a story on it. So it's the way. And the pitch ends up so fast. Mm. You're on the phone to the right journal from the right publication. You've got a hot soundbite that's cutting through that excites them a bit because you're learning now that's the language that they want. So it's key in a slot. Then you've got a case study to back it up with some good talent, some hot interviewees. Yeah, Presta, you sort of want in the media. Absolutely, and you're getting your issues out there in a big way. So that's the way, it's the recipe. Yeah, it is. Hey, um, just to wrap up, um, we're working with a group at the moment, Forgotten Australians. That's the name of the organisation, but from where I come from, that's a soundbite, and they've made themselves all the more pitchable. That was an incredible workshop. Absolutely. I mean, these people have tragic but incredible stories to tell and I think exactly that they've come up even with a name coins themselves as a term that cuts through on its own yeah so cuts through as an organization look out for them they've got incredible stories to tell and we plan on telling them so just to wrap up for everyone you've created this soundbite we needed to hear it at the top of the pitch if you're pitching into the media. It needs to be at the headline of your press release. It needs to show up a couple of times in the messages throughout your press release. And you're a long way to getting some really strong media. And truthfully, if you want to go look for some examples, just open the Herald Sun or open any sort of paper or online platform that has news and, and you'll see it. You'll see it front and centre. Right. <laughs> Well, there you go. Hashtag soundbite. Make sure you do it. And Caroline Fleming, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs>